and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. This is episode 84. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us Intern E. How are you doing this fine evening, guys? I'm going to let E go first, since apparently we don't let him talk enough. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Appreciate y'all for having me back again somehow. Look! Look! Have, panic! Have, panic! Panic! That was that was a that was yeah that was a panic session. You're like, oh, um. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was, that was how you got on the mic. You literally got on the mic like this. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, did I? Did I now? Fuck out of here! See, now he's confident because he's gotten a couple of minutes to collect his thoughts. <laughs> Episode eighty four. It's always great to be back with you. And also, he was like, I, you. Thanks for having me back. Haven't you been on this? It's like episode fifty. I'm saying I'm, I'm glad you guys haven't fired me yet. I keep, you know, well, we've tried. You just we, keep coming we, back. We've tried. You're just free labor at this point, and I'm not going to say no to free labor. It is a capitalist society. Yeah, and he's a white man in America. Ah, uh, well, yeah, uh, whiteish, whiteish, <laughs> white adjacent. Wait, can we say that? Can we say whiteish? I'm speaking about myself. Screw it. Oh, okay. Well. Episode 84, we got a great episode for you, as every episode is. We're going to go over the main stuff that we normally talk about. The NFL model is humming so far, which means it's going to stop humming now that I've said that. Uh, but NFL <laughs> oh, NFL Week 8 review, NFL Week 9, best bets. And we'll also talk a little bit about the World Series and the college football playoff. I'll start with the World Series, Jermaine. No, you- no, I got I want. I got to oh. I I ask him. It's not really really anything that you have to answer, but the Chicago Bulls are six and one and number one in the Eastern Conference standings right now. All right, let's move on to the World Series, Knicks. You just said you're going to ask something. Was is there a question in there? I said there was nothing for you to answer, and then I just made this exclamatory sentence. Copy. I we were talking about this pre-show. It feel and, and we both we all said. That in game five, when Adam Duvall hit that grand slam and the Astros took three runs to tie it up and then Freddie Freeman hit the home run, it kind of felt like Atlanta's season was over. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense, consider all things considered. Con- considering considering they took, five, four at home. <laughs> yeah, they took the lead twice. <laughs> up three then... games to one, up five, four at home, and we're like, oh, well, it's been a good run. Hey, congratulations, Astros. <laughs> and so here we are. So we're hey, game six is going on, and the current score, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, is 3-0. Braves? Correct. What inning is it right now? It is in the third. Uh, top of the third. So top of the third. And by the time you this this podcast is reaching your delightful airwaves or ear lobes is playing on your airwaves. We might have a new World Series champion, but like I just said, it doesn't feel like it's going to be the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> Man, wouldn't that be something if it's not the Atlanta Braves? Like, I mean, like uh, for the sake of baseball, I want it to be Atlanta. I need it to be Atlanta. I just don't. I, when does the magic run out? Hopefully the magic doesn't run out for Atlanta. God, if, if the Strohs win a World Series after all the bitching from the fans, this might this might be the death nail in this, the MLB. This might, yeah, this might kill baseball. Oh man, Eric just got excited for a foul ball home run. 
I I thought it was home, but did you see that? Uh, did you see that nice stat they just showed? Uh, Atlanta's offense came alive, man. I remember. Like I said, I don't know anything about baseball. But I remember you saying that they didn't have the bats to probably win this, but they got nine homers against Houston's two, and Houston's forty-five percent of Houston's runs have been scored without a hit. Yes, but I will counter this stat. Aside from the twenty twenty Dodgers, Houston has scored fifty runs this postseason with two outs. God dang. So why did you set aside from the twenty twenty Dodgers? Because they're one run. The Dodgers are the Dodgers have the most in postseason history. They have fifty one. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You had to complete that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like... I knew I knew see, I was just setting you up as a professional podcaster to ask the question that the people were wondering. Ah, got you. See that? All right. So as the game progresses, we'll keep you updated live but you'll probably be listening to this after the game happens anyway so who really cares we're gonna go ahead and move on to what did you have next uh, whatever we want to talk about college football let's talk about oh, the college football playoff can you eric can you pull up the rankings for us yep should have been pulled up if you're a professional intern but i guess not uh so well, for those of you listening can at you home, be a professional intern let's debate yeah. that for is, a it, is it a, is it a professional setting where you're interning well but technically you're not getting paid though no, just because isn't, isn't still if amateurism. You're, if you're not getting paid, doesn't mean it's not professional. The Olympic athletes are professionals. No, they're amateurs. That's the whole reason they get to compete in the Olympics. No, that's the whole reason they get a. They're not because they get sponsors. No, the I think the team they're not allowed to get sponsors. That's that was a, the whole thing with Ledecky. No, 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 no. The whole thing with Ledecky is she was still racing collegiately. Maybe, but I, I don't think that they can get sponsors. They have yeah, to be amateur they ab- They absolutely can get sponsors. Michael well, then, Phelps has too many sponsors. Well, then I say, I say that, but the U.S. men's basketball team is in the Olympics too. So, Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 100%. Yes. What am I thinking of? I think you were thinking that Katie Ledecky thing because that was a big deal. She wanted to keep racing for the NCAA, for her NCAA college team. I think it was the Buffaloes. No, I think it was Stanford, Stanford or Cal, some Pac-12 team. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was Colorado. Let's see if Eric can pull that up for us. Um, yeah, but that's what happened. She was racing collegiately, but because she was winning all those gold medals, she was leaving a fuck ton of money on the table. Mm-hmm. And everyone was, was like, uh, "It was Stanford." Oh, well, and everyone, everyone was just like, "Is this?" I, think, I guess she trained in Colorado. Anyways, who cares? They were like, is That's this where the fa- Olympic training center is, yeah. <clears throat> is this fair? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I, I don't know. She she knows what she's doing. She's actively staying amateur status to race with her college team. Oh no, you figure it out. Yeah. Like if she didn't if she wanted to get money and paid by well, this can't be right. Oh, this is twenty twenty. Yeah. Go. All right. So college football playoff rankings. Obviously, week ten is the first time that the college football group of nerds sorry playoff committee gets together and gets to decide uh, erroneously who gets in so our rankings uh number one georgia number two alabama number oh three. hold on hold on let me stop you there these are not our rankings <laughs> no no yes. no these are the college football playoff committee's first rankings in week 10 yeah, if you I didn't said, make that explicitly clear. And then you said our rankings. I was like, first of all, there's no way we'd rank this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I would not have ranked these teams this way. 
Georgia, number one, Alabama, number two, Michigan State, number three, Oregon, number four. The next four looking in, Ohio State, five, Cincinnati, six, Michigan, seven, and Oklahoma, eight. Well, it's just so – this is so dumb. You so have Alabama, five so Al- undefeated teams right now. I Here's my thing. It is far too early to be actually thinking about the college football playoff in terms of like who's going to the national championship, in my opinion. So put the un- – so th- at this point, at week 10, the AP Top 25 – should almost closely match the college football playoff. Yes or yes? No, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be closely, but... It should mirror it a little bit. I think if you're undefeated, you should be in the college football playoff. Yeah. If you're undefeated in any conference... Certainly, if you're the number two team in the country, you should be in the top four of the college football playoff. So, therefore, you're, you're, you're looking Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan State... Oklahoma or Wake Forest, a mixture of those five should be the four. How is Oklahoma nine and zero and number four in the country, and nine and zero and number eight in the college football playoff? It doesn't make any sense. Is are they punishing Oklahoma for making a change at quarterback from a Heisman favorite and still winning nine games and not losing? Here's here's what I hate. Here's what I hate about the college football playoff committee, and I know that I'm in the dark in this, and I know I'm going to get poo-pooed for this, but this is one thing that the BCS did not do. They did not have bad lo- or good losses and bad wins. If a team is 9-0, and a team is 9-0. and There's no such thing as a bad win. Yes, but the college fo- – sorry. But the college football uh, playoff committee looks at it like that. I know. I'm saying there is no such thing as a bad win. If you win the World Series (laughs) in a game that you weren't supposed to win. Look at you, 2015 Kansas City Royals. On some fluke hit that just ends up going your way. You score a run in the ninth and you win the World Series. Yeah. Are you going to say that's a bad win? You can say they're the worst World Series champions in history, but guess what? Nobody beat them. They still get rings. Unreal, bro. Unreal. Yeah. It's just they had to get their darling Alabama in there who lost a game already this season. Oregon lost a game in it. Ohio State lost, lost a game, game. Came in ahead of Cincinnati. Yeah. Michigan lost a game, is ahead of Oklahoma and Wake Forest. And somehow Notre Dame is still in the top 10. Why does so, this feel like they're setting the stage for th- this? This. This Wake Forest snub feels like they are setting the stage for if Wake Forest loses to, I don't know, a very good NC State team, and that's not just because I'm an NC State fan, and then Wake Forest loses in the conference championship game if they go there. It seems like they're setting the the, the table for Clemson. Yeah, of course. Also, here's what they're doing. Alabama and Georgia play each other, mm-hmm. right? Michigan State, I believe, has to play Ohio State still. Ohio State has to play Michigan State. I mean, Michigan still. Mm-hmm. I th- I believe Oklahoma and Oklahoma State haven't played. So what they're doing is they're setting up matchups within their playoff structure. But it's still it's still horseshit. <laughs> so looking at the remaining games. 
obviously, you hate to really say that anything is a cakewalk for any team, but Georgia plays Mississippi, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech. Mississippi, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech? <laughs> Georgia Tech, yes. What a four-game stretch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what a, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a tough four-game stretch. Alabama to end the year. Uh, plays LSU, New Mexico State, Arkansas, and number 13, Auburn. These these late matchups of Cal Southern, Georgia Tech. Well, Georgia Tech, Mex- is, Georgia Tech is the rivalry game for Georgia. I don't care. Wh- how yes. long, since when, when was the last time this was a rivalry? Let me ask you that. Uh, it's historic rivalry. I, I can't. Uh, I can't yeah. explain it to you. Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the win loss record in that series? <laughs> Is it know. like one hundred and twelve to? Can you look that? Can you look Georgia? that? Can you look that up, Eric? That's so stupid. Then you have Alabama playing New Mexico State, and who was the last one you said? Georgia Southern. Uh no, New Mexico State and uh, who do they play on rivalry week? Alabama State. Oh, uh, then no, they play Auburn, Ar- Arkansas and Auburn, LSU, New Mexico State, Arkansas and Auburn. All right. Well, they only have one. They see that should be a bad win. Beating if you want to start doing these bad wins, then yeah. All right. If you don't beat it by sixty, yeah. When was uh, the last Mich- time Michigan Georgia Tech won in this series? Eric, also, Michigan State uh, plays Purdue, Maryland, uh, Ohio State. Like you said, number five Ohio State, and then Penn State at home. Oh, they close out with Ohio State and Penn State. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, speaking of teams that that shouldn't that we talked about shouldn't be in the college football playoff and probably has an easy schedule to end it. Oregon plays Wisconsin or so, so plays uh, Washington, Washington State, Utah, and Oregon State. So they'll probably be number two by the end of that. Um, of the let's see, of the undefeated teams left. That being that I didn't go over Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Wake Forest. Cincinnati has to play, obviously, Cincinnati playing in the American has to play Tulsa, UCF, or USF, SMU, and ECU. Oklahoma plays Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. So you can say Oklahoma really has resume builders at the end of the year there. Baylor they number had, those 12. are four really good teams. If Baylor no, wins out. Yep. Baylor. Oh, sorry. They only have three games left. They beat Texas Tech. Uh, they have they have at Baylor against Iowa State and then at Oklahoma State. Baylor number 12, Oklahoma State number 11. And then they also have the Big 12 championship. And then the Big 12 championship. That's correct. Uh, Wake Forest has at, at UNC against and uh, at home against number 19 NC State at Clemson and then at Boston College. All right, so they got a few good games. Um, do you, do, if Wake Forest goes undefeated and wins the ACC championship, they're in, right? Yes. Yeah, they have to be. If, 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 we'll, we'll if you out. used it, if you used it for Clemson all these years, you can't backtrack. You can't backtrack and all of a sudden well, say oh, that a Power Five on. conference champion, undefeated Power Five conference champion, doesn't get in. They absolutely can backtrack. And they will. <laughs> I'm just letting you know they're going to because <laughs> they're shitty. So he was kind enough to look this up for us. Georgia leads the series 68-41 and five. The five is draws? They had draws in, in ties, college? Ties, yeah. 
All right. So the last time Georgia lost was 2016. So a lot more recent than I thought. It was the final of 28 27. But in their last 20, Georgia is 17 and 3. God, I would love for me to do this much bitching about Georgia Tech on their schedule and then Georgia Tech beats, beats Georgia. Beats Georgia. <laughs> you just, every uh, every Georgia fan would jump off the nearest bridge and or high yeah. If they if their perfect season is ruined by Georgia Tech, it'd be amazing. It would, it would be, be amazing. amazing. So one thing I want to touch on is how crazy is it that Georgia is this good and they're not even playing the quarterback they were anticipated to have. Are they even playing a quarterback? I, I believe so. They're putting up like sixty <laughs> something points. So I would. But how say many it. points does their defense put up? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I uh, ask me how many Georgia games I've seen this year. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I, I get it. I get it from I get it from my Georgia fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care about Georgia. Georgia's gonna blow it. That's what they do. They're gonna look this good and then not win. So why are we even bother talking about them? But maybe it's the year. Maybe with the Braves in the World Series, there's something magic in the air in Georgia. Yeah, but Braves are going to blow the World Series just like Georgia blows the the college football playoff. I really hope not, or else, <laughs> or else you're going to have a lot of sad, sad Georgia fans. Dude, we might have to put a whole state on suicide watch. <laughs> yeah, and actually, just whole fans. Just if you you could, you have to start filling out mental health forms and say, "Are you a fan of one of these three teams?" <laughs> yeah, it's like during the years of <laughs> during the years of 1980 to 2020. This could be the new mesothelioma <laughs> commercial. Yeah, dude. Oh, this is unreal. I I really hope if the Braves close it out, bet the house on Georgia to win the college football playoff. The oh, curse, yeah. The curse is lifted, but the Falcons will always be the Falcons. What are the odds right now on Georgia to win the win the playoff E? They're, they're probably they have to be favorites, right? I don't know. It's it's. Give me a sec to look that up for you. Real yeah, quick. yeah. I was gonna fill the gap. It's just funny because Eric doesn't say anything ever. Yeah. We we chastised him to begin the show and he didn't say anything. <laughs> he's and he's still not saying anything. Yeah. For those of you listening, he, he, he doesn't even he doesn't even laugh like at our jokes. He just sits there <laughs> like a moth to the flames. Yeah. He just stares at our at our brilliance in the podcast. He's he's inundated to too many blue screens. He can doesn't know what to pay <laughs> yeah, that's attention. Right. He's just oh, oh. so Georgia right now is plus one ten. Wow. Bama Damn. is plus two eighty. How is oh, Ohio State is plus five hundred. Oklahoma's plus twelve hundred. Cincinnati's plus three thousand. If Oklahoma finishes the end of their schedule finishes their schedule unbeaten it's a tough team to face do we always say that I Oklahoma know. gets shellacked bro like they'll, they'll lose by 30 in the championship game yeah that's exactly like they just can't face sec teams that's the problem they'll play one of these top teams and just get smoked and it doesn't make any sense bro they their offense gets shut down and then they can't stop the other team that's true uh, yep we see it every year this is why I don't watch college football anymore. It's a fucking joke. So, in conclusion, the college football playoff committee is stupid, and we could do a better job than they did. 
100%. Here's the thing. If we came into the college football playoff with a ranking of Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, and then these other big-name schools behind it, how many people would be talking about that? But they don't want people to talk about it. They want Alabama to have a shot at the national title. And they keep and they keep thinking. Here's here's my problem. Oregon has almost become the new Notre Dame in terms of the national media. Everybody wants Oregon to win so badly because they don't feel like a Power Five school, and they feel like that school that can fight the man. You know what I mean? And they got the cool <laughs> uniforms, and and they they almost feel like a mid major program. Do you kind of get that feeling? No, I don't at all. Well, that's because they- you're a smart person. <laughs> no, they want Oregon to win because Nike pays them a fuck ton of money of, for of, sponsorship. Of course, but the, and, but they they give this rhetoric that that Oregon is this like downtrodden team. Oh, I haven't heard this rhetoric. And they're not I, the they're not the Legarrette Blunt Marcus Mariota Oregon's. I know that that I know that's why they talk about Oregon. Yeah, because they want to return them to that Mariota days. Yeah. The LeGarrette Blunt days. The LaMichael James days. Dog. There's a throwback Oregon there. No, that running back tandem. <laughs> he he was so fast compared to LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, it was smash and dashed <laughs> oh, at its dude, finest. It was so wild, bro. Oh, and then LeGarrette Blunt went on to be just the most efficient touchdown scorer in NFL history. Am I wrong? <laughs> like, I don't think you're wrong, no. <laughs> that dude, that dude would get the ball and score a touchdown. He'd end up with, what was it? 30, 30 yards, three touchdowns. Something like that, two, yeah. Ten carries. <laughs> yeah, he, he did not rush a single yard over four. A, a single a single half quarter yard over four per All right, carry. So this is actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Can we talk about this Derrick Henry news? I mean, I don't think there's an embargo on us talking about it, so sure. All right, so speaking of yards per carry, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. And First of all, are you guys shocked that Derrick Henry got hurt? Don't pay running backs. I know. I just he carried the ball 219 times in eight games. Yeah. The and, next and, and, closest and, running back was 137. And and many and and how many the season before this? How many in 2020? How many in 2019? It yeah. he carries the ball in insane like he takes Bell Cow and puts it on steroids. So why are people surprised that he got hurt? They keep praising him for this. And here's my question. How good a running back is Derrick Henry, really? He carried the ball 219 times this year. And I think his yards per carry mark was 4.27. Nick Chubb is still a more efficient running back. That's what I'm saying. 219 times, you got to be way more efficient than that, no? If you're that great a running back. I mean, I I would say yes and no because yeah, I get where you're coming from, but also like you can't expect someone who carries the ball 219 times to have six yards per carry. It's just not going to happen. I'm talking about the average of like 4.5 for great running backs. Yeah, this is why I'm asking: Is he that great? I would say yeah. 4.5 yards per carry is the watermark. But he's if still getting a, 4.2, and defenses are literally stacking the box against him. Okay, Which why Tennessee? That's, why why that's, Tennessee has an unbeaten? I have no idea. That's because 
their offense is stupid. <laughs> like that's I just don't know if he's that efficient. I I would say no, he's probably not that efficient, but that's the scheme that they put him in. I don't know. RIP, he's done. RIP, yeah, he's done. Don't have to worry about it anymore this year. Yeah. So they're saying six to ten weeks <laughs> and uh like hoping to get him back for the playoffs, but so what if ten weeks put that puts us at week eighteen, so yeah, he should be back for the playoffs. If if they don't get a wild card, yeah. I mean, they're winning that division now. Yeah, definitely. I didn't I didn't realize this. The Colts are three and five. Yeah, they were three and four. They dude, here's the thing. If the Colts hit two field goals, they're five and three. And if Carson Wentz doesn't throw into triple coverage with Michael Pittman or throw that pit six against the Titans, they're four and four. So this Colts seems better than we actually think it is, despite yeah. all the injuries. Yeah. Which I mean, means they're gonna lose to the Jets this week. Of course. Obviously. Of course. As is tradition. It's football. <laughs> I mean, a three-point loss to the Rams and a six-point loss to the Ravens. Yeah, blew out, blew out the Niners, and a twelve-point loss to the early-season Seahawks. And the the Ravens um, beat them in overtime, correct? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, because that and was the the, Col- the Colts missed the kick. Yep. That yep. if they would have made the kick, they would have won in regular time. Yep. Yep, so they're uh, a sneaky, sneaky good team. I mean, if God, dude, Carson Wentz is just the ultimate headache, bro. You watch him play, and you're like, that's a fucking good quarterback. <laughs> then you watch him make one to two plays a game where you're like, what are you doing? You're like, where'd the good quarterback go? He's wearing the same number. <laughs> God damn it, Cooper Rush. We told you to stay on the <laughs> sideline. Oh, oh, man. Well, let's, 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 that's, that's, that's excellent uh, segue into our next uh, topic. I had one more question for you. One more question. Shoot. All right. So everyone knows by now that Jameis Winston tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. And still and managed to dance in the locker room. Odd crutches like a G. He's like, it can't hurt it any worse. <laughs> it's already <laughs> fucked. Yeah, it's already fucked. So with that being said, Taysom Hill is battling a concussion that's kept him out since week five, which – that's not real good. <laughs> we have Trevor Simeon who came in and beat the world. Uh, wow. Braves just scored two runs um, to beat the, you know, defending champion Buccaneers. Dansby Swanson, dude, if you would have bet Dansby Swanson home run, you would have nailed it, dude. I, and I, would, I wouldn't have bet him. He's been hitting home runs though. Yeah, but I wouldn't have bet him. All right. Anyways, carry on. So I was looking at options. Right, and one of them keeps being popularly brought up, and I'm not sure how thrilled I am about it. But what are your thoughts on Philip Rivers to the Saints? Philip Rivers to the Saints. Here's what I see. Here's what I see the Saints doing in in a theme of I don't actually I don't actually think this is going to happen, but in a theme of taking Carolina's recycled garbage <laughs> yeah, and turning them into great players, you know what I'm question. about to say. That was my next question. <laughs> I was setting it up. In terms of taking the Carolina Panthers' recycled garbage, and that's with heavy quotations and sarcasm there, Sean Payton has turned most Carolina Panthers players into productive Saints players. <laughs> Therefore, Cam Newton to the Saints. Bro, Cam Newton to the Saints? 
Tell me that isn't the most poetic thing to happen right now. I, I mean, it would it ha- it. If I'm Cam Newton, I'm calling the Saints. I'm not. I'm not having my agent call Sean Payton. I'm not having them call me. If I'm Cam Newton, I'm showing up to the practice. <laughs> just show just show up. Be like, yeah, I'm your new quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Shut it, it, up, Eric. Ain't nobody want that. You and this dude, Jason LaConforna, who's my, the bane of my existence, keeps doing these. Oh, proposed NFL trades for all 32 teams. They kept linking Nick Bowles to the Saints. Nick Bowles is not good. Good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, good, Trent, good yeah Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl, dude. It's not a, it's not a metric of you're good if you're a good quarterback if you have a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan's played in it. Jared Goff's played in it. Rex Grossman's played in it. Like, bad quarterbacks oh, go all hold the time. Hold on. Hold on. Joe Flacco. Hold on. Don't slander Rex Grossman like that. I won't accept that. Rex Grossman is the worst quarterback Whoa. of all time. But also the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> no, no, no. That mantle goes to Jeff Garcia. Okay. Okay. Rex Grossman is the is our generation's Jeff Garcia. No, he's not. No. Bring Stop. back Jay Cutler. Rex Grossman is nobody. Rex Grossman is Jared Goff with Sean McVay. I don't necessarily agree with that, but yeah. Okay. Jared Goff was good with Sean McVay. Until they unceremoniously dumped his ass for a better play. Well, yeah, I mean, you see why. <laughs> like, so McVay's like, a quarterback. <laughs> Holy cow, who is this Holy guy? Holy cow, he can throw the ball? I think Sean McVay and Matt Stafford walk into meetings with Matt Stafford carrying Sean McVay. Like, <laughs> yeah, he like, just he has a booster seat. <laughs> Like his bride, oh, he oh just bridal carries. style. He bridal he style. A bridal style. <laughs> With McVeigh d- draped around Matt Stafford. I love you, Maddie. He's just looking at him like you're so dreamy, so dreamy, Matt Stafford. <laughs> I don't even remember old what's his name, uh, dude. All right, so you have the f- what is it? You have I. I might have this stat wrong, but they're both top five. You have like the first most successful pass rush win rate with Aaron Donald mm. and the third most successful pass rush win rate with Von Miller. Who, what team does Von Miller play for now? He plays for the Denver. Oh, Los oh, Angeles Rams. Eric, what, are the, what, what are the Rams odds to win the Super Bowl right now? Have they gotten any better since we last talked about him? When we no, talked about him two days ago, I, I believe I said what plus 500 Jermaine to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they actually got worse because I think we asked this very question last week on the podcast, and it should have gotten worse. A Vaughn Miller addition coupled with a Kyler Murray injury, and yeah. I don't – I mean – They Rams, they have the third best odds at plus 650. To win the Super Bowl. Yeah. To win the Super Bowl, yeah. Who's ahead of them? Well, the Bucks, obviously. Bucks and Bills. Bills plus 500, Bucks plus 600. The Bills are the odds-on favorite. What a crazy world! We oh, live. you gotta love to see that. Why did that just warm my heart? That just warmed my heart to see the Bucks as the odds-on Super Bowl favorite. Here's here's what here's what I'm still seeing, bro. Bills Cowboys is very possible. Bills Cowboys. I mean, like you want to talk about hearkening back to the '90s. I mean, give me the nostalgia, baby. Just pump that right into the veins. <laughs> next, next, <laughs> next MLB season, we're gonna have a home run off again between Barry even... Bonds the third and Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Barry Bonds the third. 
I would I would prefer to call him Barry Bonds Jr. Jr. Barry Bonds Jr.'s Jr. <laughs> Jr. Jr. Uh, yeah. All right, that'd be wild. So, yeah, we can segue into Cooper Rush. So we'll do uh, biggest surprises and disappointments, and we'll start with you, Nick. You can go disappointment. You can go surprise. Uh, so what, what do we – so what being that we are a betting podcast, this is my biggest surprise. Being that we are a betting podcast, what do we love to bet against? Unknown line movement. Co- unknown line movement. Yeah, well, that I I, I obviously understand <laughs> that I asked a question with a bunch of stuff we love to bet. <laughs> you could have said three a.m. Ukrainian ping pong if we think we liked the line. McRib so, coming back. Yeah. So that was the McRib at plus one fifty. I don't know where George got that line with, but that's not. It should have been minus one thousand. It comes back every year. George, you have crappy lines. You haven't sent me a bet from the grave. I don't know what you're doing with with your ghost ass. George, we hate you on this podcast. Yeah. We're going to replace your bets from the grave with someone else whose name starts with a G. <laughs> Jorge. No, Jermaine. Jermaine. Okay. <laughs> so. Jorge starts with a J, so you popped Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Uh, that was, oh, Eric can, Eric, Eric can have emotion. I thought it was just fly on the wall he's secretly muted though look at him no what i was gonna say before i literally opened it up to what do we bet on what do we like to bet on <laughs> anything right that's that's why we have 84 episodes of this podcast <laughs> is unknown quarterbacks announced after thursday <laughs> you what look a, at what a niche <laughs> you look at guys like davis mills for the houston texans you look at guys like uh, last year, like Taylor Heineke or guys that the starting quarterback goes down. You love to bet backup quarterbacks and Vegas loves to skew the line against backup quarterbacks. However, this week, Mike white with the jets and Cooper rush with the Cowboys or my biggest surprises because they never heard of him. Eric, I will give you Oh wait. Do you know where Mike white went to school? I do not. I will give you $100 for my wallet if you can tell me where Mike White went to school without looking it up right now. Three, two, one. Western Kentucky. I have no idea. There's no fucking way you just guessed that. I, Dude, I have. There's <laughs> no way. There's no way. I don't believe it. I take that back. No, You 100% sir. looked that up. No way. No, There's no, no, way. no, 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 no. There's way. no way no you way. guessed that. No you said, way. There's we, no way you guessed that. You counted him down and he still You didn't. counted me down, There's bro. There's no way you got that. You knew oh. exactly where oh, he went to school. I'll so pay you the money. I'll pay you the money. I'm just saying you just you fleeced me. I don't Scout. want your Boy Scout honor. You just scouts honor my butt. <laughs> I swear to God I did not know that. Where did Cooper Rush go to school? 321. Oklahoma State? No. Wrong. There's no way you knew Western Kentucky. <laughs> I swear. You, there's no way. You must be out, you must be out your goddamn mind. <laughs> he still right. doesn't know it's Western Kentucky. He just guessed the school, bro. So, Mike White, Western Kentucky, Cooper Rush, went to Central Michigan. God, right? if you guys, got both, Eric, that would yeah, I would I would have just, I would have just quit. <laughs> but unknown... <laughs> quarterbacks stepping up in big time positions and actually doing well. It's not like Cooper rush. He threw for 325 yards. Mike white started the game. Like you said, Jermaine on Sunday started the game 10 for 10 and then was, was 12 for 14 (laughs) with two picks. 
It started the game 10 for 10, ended with four and five yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. They played really well. Even Davis Mills threw, threw for 310 yards. Davis Mills, like, he's shown glimpses of being – I mean, if his team wasn't just completely devoid of any talent, like, he's shown glimpses. He's thrown for thirteen hundred over 1,300 yards, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. Yeah, which is not bad considering how awful his line is and everything else. Yeah. Um, who did what school did PJ Walker go to, Eric? Kentucky, I have no idea. Temple. What school did Trevor Simeon go to? No idea. Northwestern. Bro, I swear to God, that was just the wildest lucky guess of my life. I That's, wish I would have used that on the lottery ticket. There's honestly. no there's no way. You Bruh. are such a you're such a liar, but you'll you'll have a hundred bucks. You'll get you'll have a hundred bucks. <laughs> He's so petty. He can't even oh, give you the win. You look. I'd rather up. have the credit than the hundred dollars. You dude, looked that up one night and you and you put it in your subconscious. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't know it'll be interesting to see how week eight. It'll be interesting to see how week if this week eight trend continues. Continues like you were saying, Jermaine. Sam Donald out for the Panthers without a, with a concussion. PJ Walker has to step up. Jameis Winston out with the knee. It might be Trevor Simeon if Taysom Hill can't go with the concussion. And then we don't know. Dak is supposed to go, but we don't know what his health is going to be. Can Rush step back up? Yeah. We don't uh, know what Zipper Zacky will. Mike McCarthy said Dak is a full go well, there we for go. practice this week. So I when don't know why McCarthy everyone keeps saying that. <laughs> Anytime he uses clock management. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see if this trend continues. Uh, my biggest disappointment. Can it just keep being Patrick Mahomes? No, because okay. now everyone is finally caught up to us saying Patrick Mahomes. Like, I've been <laughs> saying Patrick Mahomes since, like, week two or three. And then you said it, like, a few weeks in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we just alternated taking it. Like, it's time. Like, he is he is Disappointment Hall of Fame. And now you get to pick something else. Oh, man. The Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, maybe. I just we we had such high hopes for them to be in the year, like you said earlier in the podcast. Ben Roethlisberger can't even throw for like seven yards. You literally just need to score. I mean, honestly, Pittsburgh scored fifteen points. If Cleveland scores two touchdowns and a field goal, they win I that mean, game. Dude, I Baker's gonna get everything, and for the most part, he should get a lot of it. Um. His dad posted, I mean, OBJ's dad posted an 11-minute video of OBJ just running wide open and never getting the target. Pretty well edited, too. I I, I was like, I was just like, wow, this is some damning footage. And secondly, I want hit that man to go pull up drops from every other wide open receiver of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Pull up Jarvis Landry, no hands. <laughs> like, it's unreal. Here's the thing. It's four straight weeks that Cleveland scored less than 17 points. Four straight weeks. So, if without a good running game, because their offensive line is banged up, their running backs are banged up, without a good running game, this Cleveland Browns offense is shite. And, yeah, I'm, it's safe to say they're a big disappointment. What do you got, Jermaine, in terms of week eight, surprise and disappointment? Uh, we're going to go with Eric, and then I'll go last. So, Okie dokie. Uh, so I didn't watch too much football. So I'll say my biggest disappointment was uh, not waking up and seeing that Matt Nagy had been fired. That they need to get rid of that man so that Justin Fields can uh, 
run around on the football field and make plays happen. Uh, like I said, I didn't catch too much football, so biggest surprise was the Cowboys uh, shutting down the Vikings run game and winning a game with Cooper Rush at their quarterback. I guess Kirk Cousins just really cannot win in prime time. <laughs> Bet against him in prime time, I guess. Jeez. What it, what, what was the uh... – he was seven and or no, he was eight and no seven and he seven wins and twenty five tries is what it was. I think. Holy cow! Yeah, it's either seven or eight. So that's so that's so bad. That's so bad. so bad. That's not good. It's so so bad. All right, since Eric likes to be uh, short and sweet for everything, I'll go ahead and take over. Um, His sex life as well. <laughs> fucking Western Kentucky, no fucking way. Uh, biggest disappointment for me this week um, has to be the upstart Bengals and Chargers. So I'm gonna go ahead and I couldn't pick which one I thought was more disappointing. So I go ahead, I went ahead and gave them co MVPs in this in this sense. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Chargers, but it's not looking good. They played the Patriots at home and lost. Uh, since, you know, getting off to that real good start, I think they've lost two in a row now, might be three in a row. And, um, Justin Herbert doesn't look as confident as he was. I don't know what happened. The offense doesn't look to be booming as much as it is. It's almost like they got tape of what Lombardi is trying to do. And Lombardi's been figured out pretty quickly, uh, which doesn't make any sense with the talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is just as a conundrum with the Chargers. I, they literally funnel everything to the running back, and they dare you to beat them, picking up three or four yards every rush attempt. And it seems to be that it's it seems to be that it's happening. So they lost to the Patriots, and the Patriots look good again. Defense is figured out, and Mac Jones seems to be slinging the rock more comfortably. Then it's the Bengals. I mean, you had one of the best defenses in football. Last week, a top five scoring defense. Yep. You were, you just got off the high of beating the Ravens and Lamar Jackson's offense by handling the offense. That defense balled out on him. It's almost like they overlooked the Jets with Mike White. It's it's insane. They gave up 34 points. Like the Titans scored 34 points. That's how many points they gave up to the Jets. And three turnovers. The Jets had three turnovers? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean it has to be the Bengals then. I'm uh, the Chargers 1B. It has to be the Bengals. Bengals biggest disappointment. And now you know it's almost like they're going to be pretenders now. There's enough tape to say that they should be contenders, but this is the Bengals. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. They're about to lose to the Steelers. They're going to lose to the Browns. <laughs> the Browns are going to come out and drop 38 on them after scoring 17 for four straight weeks, and everyone's going to be like, what's wrong with the Bengals? And the biggest surprise is the New Orleans Saints. That's not even just me being a homer. Who had them at five and two? Hmm. I mean, it's I. I don't really think it's that much of a surprise. Five and two, and their only two losses are to the Giants and the Panthers. 
I mean, that's shocking. So here's you want to know a crazy Losses. stat. They have beat the one loss Packers and they beat the two loss Buccaneers. Like two heavy NFC favorites. The the Saints have beat. And the Saints played neutrally in Jacksonville to and when they beat the Packers. I mean, historically, this is one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. It's just staggering how bad it is. But, uh, hey, don't turn the ball over, and the defense is wildly good. So and, I think and not fully healthy either. Yeah, I mean, the team as a whole is not healthy. I mean, Mike, Mike Thomas still hasn't played a single snap of football for us in 2021, so that should help us. <laughs> I guess oh, question mark. I mean, we just lost our starting quarterback, but it almost seems like it, it almost feels like the last few years. It's kind of been like, who cares who our quarterback is? We'll figure it out. And we'll win the game anyways. It does kind of seem like that. Yeah. I mean, we won with Teddy Bridgewater four and oh, we won with Taysom Hill three and one. We won with James Winston five and two ish. Yeah. Five and Five and one point four, four and a half and two. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think it's the Saints. The Saints are by Sean Payne's uh, phenomenal ball coach. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm going. Uh, honestly, if Cam Newton comes to the Saints, I'd be real scared of that team. Yeah, that wouldn't be very good. <laughs> Losers. Yeah, I'm pretty high. Uh, I, I could see the Saints sucking. What is it? We play the Falcons, right? We play the Falcons. Then we play the Titans. I think it's Titans, Cowboys, Bills. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not not really uh not really the you know <laughs> the schedule you'd want. But then again, if your two losses are against the Giants and the Panthers, you can you can say pretty pretty decently that you guys play well against against good yeah. quality teams. Yeah, so here's here's what we got. We've got Falcons, Titans, Eagles, Bills, Cowboys. Yeah. You know, and I think the Eagles are better than what they play. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but question mark I am a Uh Just another update. Atlanta's up 6-0 now. What inning? Oh, man. What inning? Bottom, bottom fifth, one out. Okay. Uh, well. Full, full count. Here it comes. Hopefully Atlanta's bringing, bringing it to the Astros. Bringing it home. In uh, He just backwards K'd Bregman, bro. Who's Is Max Fried still pitching? I don't know, actually. Oh, okay. Yes, he is. Man, that's a great – the Braves needed a great game from Max Fried, and they got it. All right, let's take a look uh, at week nine now. So week nine, obviously a lot. There were two teams on the bye last week, Baltimore and Las Vegas. This week, week nine, four teams on the bye, the Lions, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and the Washington football team, Jermaine. Well, actually, let's go over the head-to-head results, if you would, Eric, from week eight. All right. So, uh, Nick had New England plus five and a half. They handed the Chargers that loss. So, that was a W for Nick. You're not four and four. 
ride the Patriots train, baby. Uh, I had Dallas Minnesota over fifty five. That was a horrendous game. I took the L on that. They only scored thirty six. So now I'm at four and four. <laughs> and oh. in true podcast fashion, sticking true to the motto, the big fella is still undefeated. Zero and eight. He took the Giants money line and almost hit. God, and almost damn, hit. I felt that one too, dude. When I picked it on the podcast, I was just like, everyone's gonna think I'm crazy. And I'm, I was, you know, I'm totally leaning into the picking losers only. But man, I thought the Giants could pull that one out. I was so stinking close, bro. God. <sighs> so for week nine, before you gentlemen submit your picks, let me give you my Knicks betting nuggets for the week because I know you guys love these. Yay. So two teams, so teams coming off the bye, right? Like I said, Baltimore and Las Vegas. Baltimore since 2008 when John Harbaugh took over, they're 11 and 4 and they win games by an average of 7 points. The Oakland to Las, Las Vegas Raiders since 2017 are 0 and 4 coming off the bye. They have lost games by an average of 20 points. Since uh, 2016. Since 2017, yeah. Baltimore this week uh, welcomes Minnesota. They're at home against Minnesota. And the Raiders travel to New York. Uh, we I talked to you last week about teams that score less than 10 points the previous week and then taking them on the spread, taking them get, get basically taking their points the next week. I told you that it did, it wasn't really working out this this year. I believe it was at five and four, or maybe a six and five. I think it was six and five last week. So I broke it down. I, I took a look at it. When the spread is greater than ten points, teams scoring less than ten points the previous week are two and six against the spread. However, when the spread is less than ten points, teams are seven and two. The only team that this applies to this week, obviously, is Jacksonville. Plus fourteen and a half, uh, welcoming wel- wel- welcoming the Buffalo Bills into Jacksonville. Uh, we talk about Thursday night football, Monday night football, rest advantage, rest disadvantage. Last week's Thursday night football matchup was Green Bay and Arizona. Green Bay with a rest advantage is eight and three. However, they play a team in KC that with a rest disadvantage is seven and one. Uh, uh, does that do you think that applies this week though? I don't think it applies this week. No. And that's a what that's a Sunday night game? <clears throat> that is uh, uh Sunday that's, afternoon that's game. That's the one twenty five game, yeah. Or yep. Four twenty five. The Arizona Cardinals, that second team that played week eight Thursday night football, is one in six with a rest advantage since two thousand nineteen. The team that they play, the San Francisco Giants, are five and oh. San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. Excuse me. I'm, I, I got baseball on the brain. San Francisco is 5-0 and with a rest disadvantage. Dang. And Since, I told you I was scared of this game this week. This, this game might be the trap game for the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, KC played on Monday Night Football, so refer to the Green Bay stats for that one. Uh, KC playing at a rest disadvantage. Obviously, the Giants are, were the other Monday night football game. They are 4-4 four and four with a rest disadvantage. They play the Raiders, like I said earlier. The Raiders are 3-3 three and three with a rest advantage, so no real angle in that. 
and rest, those are rest my yeah. rest-wise, and those are my betting nuggets. Of the All game. right, based off that, I have one lock for you before we get into head. Are you ready? Let's hear it. The Detroit Lions will not lose this week. I don't know. They might be beat up by the by the bye a lot. <laughs> bye takes a lot of teams. Uh, all right, so we'll move on to head to head, and is tradition uh, in honor of being ahead. You uh, will get first pick, Nick. Or uh, look, it's a tie. It's a tie record right now. Nick and Eric are both four and four, but he has the most recent win. I have the most. Re- okay, so I I have I have the honors. Some would say if we were if we were golfing. Correct. Uh, I will. Hat train. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, you broke up. I will. Me. I will stick up. I will stick with my pat train. I will take the New England Patriots minus four. That's a great bet. <laughs> I said that they they travel there. they they travel Sunday morning or Sunday early uh, into Carolina. They play at Carolina. I love this game. And now since I'm betting against Carolina, Carolina is going to win. So I guess it it works out in both ways. Not with same Darnold, bro. Slame Darnold. <laughs> all right, Eric, uh, what do you got? All right, so before I make my pick, I got a question for you guys. There's three teams in the NFL right now that the leading rusher is a quarterback. We all know one of them, obviously, who he is. Do you guys know who the other two is? Or uh, are? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And Arizona uh, the, Cardinals, Kyler Murray. The nope. Bills. Josh Allen, yeah. No, nope. Josh Allen. No, the Panthers with Sam Darnold. Nope. Hold on, hold on. I can get this. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, maybe I can't get this. Now, granted, their starting running back is injured, so it wouldn't be like this if it was if he wasn't injured. But it's Daniel Jones. Wow. Holy shit! I wouldn't have got that, by the way. Anyway, but that leads me to my pick. Uh, number one, def- or the worst defense against the run. Uh, maybe our court, maybe our coach will finally learn how to run the ball. We have a quarterback that can run it. We have decent running backs. I'm gonna take Philadelphia plus one point five. No, dude, take the money line. It's the same odds, Eric. So, we have no, these conversations not. all the time. No, it's not because it's if Philly. Un- if Philly, if Philly wins by one, you lose. <laughs> it's plus one hundred five. If and and it's minus one hundred five with the one and a half. E- you're right, you're right, you're right. Hey, hey, folks at home, that's he's not saying anything because he knows he's wrong. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't saying anything because I couldn't find it where it was on the page. And you're right, you're right. I was uh, still, I misread it, it, that. It still money line, matter. money line, let's, Philly. Let's say they're the same odds. You have a better statistical chance just taking the money line because then you win the bet if yeah. Philly wins. The if only Philly way I won, you lose the bet. No, 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 if Philly loses. If Philly loses by two, then he loses the bet. They're dogs. They're plus one and a half. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I get what he's doing. The points laid is is one and a half. So if they lose 28-27, he, he wins. But fuck that. <laughs> like, what? That's no way to live life. Like, what are you doing? Live life on the money line, Eric. T- take the plus 105, get a little more juice for your dollar, and then you call taking it the money line? Yeah, I'll rock with the money line. Okay, good choice. 
<laughs> Watch them lose 28-27. Oh, I'm pissed off. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I might have to give you a mulligan if that happens. That's just the Yeah, okay. Wild. You can put that in the doc. If they lose 28-27, to exactly, we will give you a mulligan. Yeah, 100%. Bet. Uh, all right. Uh, you know I'm going to be geeking out if the score is anywhere close to it in the fourth, the fourth quarter with five minutes left. If it's like 20, like 25-27 – Dude, if we're there and we're all watching this game, <laughs> five minutes left, text will be flying. Can you imagine? Eagles drive down the field 28 to 21. Eagles drive down the field, tie it up as time runs out. Two-point conversion for, oh no, even worse. Extra point to just Miss. tie and go to overtime. Miss. Jake Elliott. I'm, I'm group calling all of you guys, but if that happens, I will I will FaceTime all of you and shotgun a beer with you. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh my goodness, the audacity of that! Oh man, that's so funny. All right, so with that being said, I'm the only one who's subscribing to podcast motto fade us. So I've been making you the big bucks at a startling zero and eight. If you fade me, like I have been telling you since we started this podcast, you'd be loaded. So, let's see. Let me look at this board and see what I can cook up for you guys. You'd be eating filet mignons right now. Yeah, seriously. You wouldn't care the McRib is back. You'd be eating steak every day. With a glass of Rosie. So, with that being said, I'm going to take... The Denver Broncos plus 10. Why are you taking bets you don't think are going to hit? I do think that's going to hit. Okay. I don't think Dallas. All right. So here, I'll take a better one then. I'll take the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 14 and a half. I don't actually want that one. I know you didn't want that one. As soon as you, as soon as you said Jackson, I was like, oh, he's going to retract that. Um. Ba, ba, da, da, da. All right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this one. I'll go Cleveland Browns plus two and a half. Oh man, that is a that is a game that I don't know which. Well, I'm gonna say this knowing I've already put almost a hundred dollars on the Cleveland Bengals or the, the Cleveland Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> he hedged, ladies and gentlemen. He's, bet, he's betting the Cleveland Bengals. The Cincinnati Browns. <laughs> Eric is the most excited you messed that up because you always get him. Look at him. He's giddy. Yeah, at least it's not Tampa Tam, though. This is where he says something, though. Like, I don't understand this. It's almost like he doesn't understand how a microphone works. Because he's on, he's on permamute. I actually have a button here that I can unmute him. You just haven't been seeing it. <laughs> so he's been talking. I just haven't unmuted him. It's like pardon the interruption. All right. So what else do we what else do we like on this board this week? Anyone could jump in right now and give a bet if they have anything else. Uh, I like so I'll I'll list my bets off uh for the week that I like. Uh, Rams minus six and a half. I really like. You got them at six and a half. Six and a half. It opened at Rams minus six. I got them at wow. six and a half because that's when it posted on Bovada. But uh, also, public service announcement to Bovada. Can you please stop opening lines and then posting different lines on your website? So the reason that I say that is because I have an app that tracks when Bovada posts their lines to the public. But then they don't place them on their website. So the casino will come out with them or their bookmakers will come out of them. But then they're already moved. I don't know if that's them opening it up to sharp betters or what. But it's really annoying. 
But anyway, I got the Rams minus six and a half. I like Rams minus six and a half. Saints minus six. Eagles money line. Packers pick them at minus 110 because that line should be moving into Packers favorite territory. I wish I would have got it at Packers minus three, which it opened up as. No, plus three, right? Packers plus three. Up at plus Packers three. plus three, yes. Which mm-hmm. is the most amount of free money. Yeah, the most amount of free money. Uh, I talked about earlier about the Raiders' struggles coming off the bye, so give me Giants' money line and Giants' plus three. I talked about Baltimore's success coming off the bye, so give me Baltimore minus five and a half, and I'm going to play a dog parlay off the Giants. Giants and Eagles' money line. That's going to be my dog parlay of the week. And then my favorite parlay, I want Ravens, Colts, Bills, and Packers money line. The Packers is a pick of minus 110. All right. You got anything, Eric? I do have one parlay in. I got the Titans plus eight. Uh, I got Green Bay money line. I got Philly money line. I got uh, Houston money line, Dallas minus 10, and Colts uh, minus 10.5. I'm just I'm not being an asshole here. Why why Titans minus eight or plus eight? Uh I, I actually think it's gonna be a close game. Uh I think it's gonna be decided by a field goal. Everybody thinks Derrick Henry's out, it's the end of the world, but they still have good offense, good good uh, wide receivers, uh good tight end play. Uh I don't know. I just think they're moving in the right direction. Jerry McNichols or whatever the backup's name is, he's a good uh, pass catching back. They'll they'll game plan around it and I think they'll be all right. Even though Mike Rabel has come out and said they're not going to adjust their game plan, yes, that's just that's just politicking in the in the media. Even though even though our NFL model factors in Derrick Henry and they still have the Rams winning by fourteen points, yeah, man, it's, it's just what I'm taking. <laughs> okay. Well, so I, I look, I don't think the Rams defense is as good as everyone says it is. It hasn't been good this year. So, all right, Titans get a whole touchdown and a, and an extra two point conversion. Uh, you can pick a worse bet on this board. I like a double-digit points parlay. Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills, Indianapolis Colts. I just think that's a fun one to take. Uh, Saints, minus six. I think they get it done again. No Calvin Ridley. Uh, They'll get it done. And that's shocking for me to say because I never want to bet the Saints. (laughs) Then uh, this one is fascinating to me. This Dolphins-Texans one. That's a game that I'm staying so far away from. I don't even. I, I might even file a restraining order against it's it. It's fascinating. I'm going over 46 in that game. That'd probably be a pretty good bet. Yeah. So I, I think that both defenses are horrendous, and that's just a, a fascinating pairing of teams that I will not watch. <laughs> For sure. And, and this one is so fun. The Bears Steelers under 40. It's just something I audaciously want to root for. Ride the lightning. Uh, so, under 40, two good defenses, two terrible quarterbacks. <laughs> and Matt Nagy will be back, and he'll be the bane of Bears' existence, and they will not score any points. Yeah. The last thing I'll say on the on the podcast is that if you guys are looking to go catch an NFL game but not spend a lot of money, uh, and you could actually catch two games this way. The Thursday night matchup, the Jets at the Colts. ESPN is saying tickets are low as, as low as $18. And then 
early Sunday, you can catch Houston at Miami for tickets as low as $15. Jets, Colts are – say it again. Tickets as low – so Jets, Jets in Indianapolis, tickets as low as $18 for Thursday night football. Wow. And then if you're a big spender – and you really want to catch some some premier football. The Packers in Kansas City, the lowest ticket is $211. Yo, the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of tickets to their games. It's amazing how a team that, like Tyron Matthews said it best. I don't know if anyone saw this, but when he said that Kansas City fans are toxic, he's like, we went to three AFC championships, two Super Bowls, and won one. They almost seem like, no offense, Eric, they almost seem like they're starting to become the new Philadelphia Eagles fans. Where it's just, as soon as the year ends, they just wipe the board clean and they go, all right, Kansas City better make the Super Bowl this year or I'm going to be angry. <laughs> like, like Carolina Panthers fans made the Super Bowl in 2015 and we're still not over it. They're still hanging their hat. We're still like, <laughs> made a Super Bowl. Maybe if Cam would have jumped on that fumble, but, you know, hey, at least we made it. And and they'll still be there for another 10 years. That's and that's and Or another five years. And then we'll get to another Super Bowl, and the cycle continues. <laughs> All right, Lion King. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, dude, the Chiefs fans are – I mean, I guess it's cold, so you don't want to see a shitty football when it's cold. But you're not seeing shitty football. Like, yeah, this year they're not good. But like you said, three championships, two Super Bowls, one win. And, like, what's their record right now? Aren't they four and four? The sky's not falling. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, they're four and four. They're a, they're a game and a half back. Yeah, they're four and four. I, I don't think they've lost in the division. I mean, I could be wrong there. Uh, they've, they lost, oh, to, they the lost to the Chargers. Oh, they lost to the Chargers. Yeah. Lost to the Chargers. So they have one division loss. Like, Yeah, and they have. The Raider, the, yeah, they have five division games left. It's it's gonna be okay, Kansas City fans. <laughs> yeah, you got at least two wins coming against the Broncos. You don't you, think you, that you, it's you, gonna be okay, Eric? You you, sh- you kind of shook your head there. I mean, maybe defenses have figured out. I mean, everybody was always talking about they're never gonna figure out Patrick Mahomes. They crowned him the goat. They wanted to put him in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he's not that good. I mean, who are these people that crowned him the goat? First of all, the only quarterback that's going to the Hall of Fame is my guy, Joey B, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is just dealing. I love how that overreaction is the one that's the the, Hall of Fame is still an overreaction. I love how you you almost admitted that he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's because the thing was, was, he was just like season overreactions, and then everything he picked was – that stuff you wouldn't know until at least six years down the road. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, Joe Burrow being, I don't know, could be in the offensive player of the year category this year. Now with uh, Derrick Henry not winning it, because Derrick Henry is going to win it. <laughs> He's not winning it, it now. <laughs> but I don't know. That's, oh, dude, who knows? Maybe Cooper Cup gets that award. 
Maybe. Did Eric, you shaking your head no to Cooper Cup? Nah, bro. For offensive or rookie? For offensive player of the year or or I'm sorry, well, he or can't win rookie MVP. Yeah, sorry, no, MVP I'm, or offensive player of the year? I was saying offensive player of the year. Eh, they might give it to him. Throw him a bone here. Jesus Christ! Throw him a bone. Not that he sent the league on fire. <laughs> he's not doing anything that special. He just runs around and catches balls and he's faster than everybody and gets a bunch of touchdowns. It's not that great. Cooper Cup has Eric, four. Eric, Eric, reducing the wide receiver position down to three simple steps. <laughs> Run routes, catch the ball, score touchdowns. He's not that good. <laughs> He's not that good. The dude has four double-digit touchdown games this year. Well, he's got 63 receptions, 924 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Eric, it's week nine. That's now, right. We have you played just named week a nine. great. You just named a great wide receiver season. Year. Year. I, look up. Look up who you was wanna, it. You want to ask Robinson's yourself. Year last year. You want to ask yourself why we don't let you talk that often? It's because you make us angry when you do talk. Look up. Look up Allen Robinson's year last year. Look up DJ Moore's year last year. Look up Kenny Galladay's year last year in 16 games. Say those to me again. 63 catches. 924 yards. 10 tutties. Eight games, Nick. Eric. <laughs> That's eight games. Eric, he has almost 70 catches, almost 1,000 yards, and double-digit touchdowns. If you're telling me you won't take production like that out of a wide receiver – and then you tell me he's he's played less than half the season? I'm just I, saying, I'm comparing it to Derrick Henry, who has 937 rush yards and 10 touchdowns. On how it's many carries? It's the same thing, then. That's what I'm saying. It's more impressive. And Derrick Henry's done, so he's now the candidate. No, nah. Cooper Cup did it on less less opportunities. By the Derek, way, I was being I'm being completely sarcastic. I have the dude in fantasy. I love the dude. I hope Derek, he wins every award possible. Are you just saying that because we're getting angry and you're trying to calm us down? No, I thought you guys could read so. sarcasm. Look that Kenny, was not. Look, no, no. Look sarcasm up. sounds like this, Eric. Cooper Cup's not that good. Did you hear how I said that? This is how you said it. He's not that good. <laughs> Matter-of-factly, succinct, punctuated. Yeah. He, he emphasized the period at the end yeah. of that. Time. All he does is catch the ball and run what for was, touchdowns. What was Kenny Galladay's year last year? I'm trying to pull it up. Give me a sec. Holy cow. You're sitting here flapping your gums instead of looking stuff up. Trying, just, to do, I, trying to be facetious on a podcast. They can't see your face, Eric. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, 2020 stats. Google will find it for you. <laughs> First of all, I couldn't spell Galladay right to save my oh life. Oh, my God. Let's see. <laughs> Kenny G, 2020 stats, NFL. All right. So last year he had 338 yards. That can't be right. 300 yards last year? Any... Did he get hurt? Oh, wow. Yeah, he got hurt last year then. Yeah. So here, he 30... here's he Allen four... Robinson. 102 receptions, 1,250 yards, and six touchdowns. That's last year. Here's Kenny Galladay's 2019 stats. 65 catches, 1,190 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Are we using these guys because that's who Matthew Stafford had? I'm using Back. these guys because they just came to the top of my head no, as wide receivers were, these, that had great seasons. These were guys that I knew were around the century mark with around the same receptions and less touchdowns than Cooper Cup right now. 
I'm looking up DJ Moore. Allen Robinson never played with Matt Stafford. DJ Moore last year. You ready? 66 receptions, 1,193 yards, and four touchdowns. These are this is why I picked these guys. They had the receptions around that range. And these are guys widely considered pretty good at the wide receivers. Premier, some would say. Cooper Cup did this in eight games. <laughs> like it's insane. And the crazy thing is, I do agree with Eric that he wasn't gonna win offensive player of the year because it was gonna be Derrick Henry. Through, through 15 games, through 12 games last year. He had 92 catches for 974 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> Cooper Cup did. He's already beat his entire. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Eric. You really poked a bear on this yeah. one. <laughs> All right. So, anyone got any other bets? Yeah. I get for next show. What does Vegas have on Eric making me my high blood pressure? <laughs> making me have high blood pressure. I can't even talk now. I'm so angry. <laughs> What what bet make me have high blood pressure? <laughs> How many monies make Eric have me buy high blood pressure? I think it's the hundred dollars you're about to send Eric for that Western like, Kentucky. No way. There's no way. There's no way you guess Western Kentucky. What's their mascot? I don't know. I, a, that's oh my god. There's, it's a it's an eagle. I literally just said it's a not an eagle. That was it's, small. No, it's a bird, isn't it? Western Kentucky's a no. bird. No, it's what a big it like red a... blob. It's the Hilltoppers. Oh, it literally is a big red blob. What the <laughs> hell is that? What is the a Hilltopper? Hill... You, you Southern Eastern people are weird. Southern Eastern people. What the fuck is a Hilltopper? You Southern Eastern people. Is that just a fatty who sits at the top I'm... of a hill? <laughs> yeah, it's a fat Kentuckian that sits at the top of a hill. Bro, you're from North Carolina. It's the same shit. I'm not from North Carolina. I went to college in North Carolina. You're from yo. You're from Tennessee. That's actually a downgrade. Sure, I'm I'm from Colorado, but yes, I went to high school. I spent my formative years in Tennessee. Yeah, you don't claim Colorado just because you spent five years there. Get out of here. Fifteen. That's it. (laughs) Aren't you like thirty something now? Yeah, barely. God, life is long. These people who say they want to live to 80, I don't think they know what they're asking for, bro. That shit's that shit sounds exhausting. You kidding me, dog? Dude, I want to live forever, bro. Why you can keep making awful takes? I'm 100%. gonna die because of you, Eric. <laughs> this conversation right here just reduced my life expectancy. Hey man, I'll pour one out for you, bro. I'll place a stupid bet just for Eric, you. Eric will be the one that of us that lives the longest. It has yeah, with the worst health conditions, it's though. Good, literally. <sighs> hey, like, Let me tell you a story about a podcast. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to record songs off the radio with a tape. Oh, man. <laughs> How old do you think I day. am, bro? Like, shut up, Grandpa. You didn't do that? No. Bro, that was the literal nineties, you know. Oh, my bad. I I grew up with money. I I could buy my tapes. Oh, <laughs> oh, Mister. I didn't eat hot dog and ketchup sandwiches. Wow. Okay. People what did say, you say to me hey. once, Jermaine? You were so poor that that you didn't have enough money to boil water for the ramen. 
I did say that. Because <laughs> I said, because I said, what do you know about what do you know about eating ramen out of the microwave? And you go, you had a microwave? You just ate it out of the bag. Uh, I think dude. I think this podcast is has has really just hit a roadblock and it's all Eric's fault. I brought life to this podcast. So yo, when I told Nick that joke, he died for about five minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we've been derailed. Uh, without further ado, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.